All right. Hey, let's give it up for our worship team, man. That's strong. That's awesome. 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 Hey, let's, uh, let's pray. Let's pray. Jump in here. God, we are, uh, God, we're just, we're just honored uh, and humbled and blessed that your presence is right here with us today. Jesus, you are here. Holy Spirit, you are in this room. And God, we don't, we don't just hope that's true. We know that's true. You said that when God, two or more of your people gather, you're right there in, the, in our midst. And Jesus, you have, have said that, that the church is, is your bride and you dwell in the presence of your people. And so God, we come here today and God, we just want to hear from you and we want to know you more. And I pray that Jesus, as we dive into some really heavy uh, topics this morning and for the next couple of weeks, God, that you would be our teacher in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, life is, uh, life is filled with big questions, right? L- life is filled with really big questions from the moment you're young all the way through life. I mean, life is just almost, you could sum it up as a series of questions. So you're young, maybe you've asked, you know, a little kid this, maybe you've been asked this recently or whatever, but, but you usually hear little kids get asked, hey, what do you want to do when you grow up? Right? You've heard that question, right? And then, and then as you get older, it doesn't stop. So maybe you're here and you are about to graduate high school or college or you just graduated high school or college past couple of months. What's the question that everybody's asking you? What are you going to do after graduation? Right? And if you're going to go to college, oh, what college are you going to go to? Maybe you've got a career path picked out. You're going to jump straight into that. Oh, really? How long do you plan to do that job? Just a series of questions. Later on, you get, uh, you get further down the road in life. You meet that special someone. Somebody asks you, hey, you're going you're gonna to ask them to marry you? And then you ask them to marry you. You get married. Somebody comes to you. Hey, do you regret asking them to, right? You know what I'm saying? Don't look at them. Don't look. Maybe later on, you're going to have kids. You have kids. People ask you, are you going to keep them? Right? You don't know? Where are you going to live? What kind of car are you going to drive? When are you going to retire? How much is it going to take for you to retire? I mean, people are asking these questions. You're asking these questions. Life is really a series of questions. And then there are other kinds of questions. And it doesn't matter who you are or or where you've been, you have to answer these questions. I'll give you an example. Is there a God? And, And if there is, what do you think he's like? I mean, I mean, do you think that God is real? What, what do you think about when you think about God? Or let's talk about Jesus for a second. Who do you think Jesus was? You've you got to answer that at some point in your life. you think Jesus was just, you know, this wise man, said a lot of really nice things? That's what a lot of people think. Or do you think that Jesus was God? What do you think? And then there are other questions right in that stream. What happens when we die? Is heaven real? Is, is hell real? And, and if they are, well, then what are we going to do there? Well, we know people in heaven. Is there really such a thing as the final judgment? These are big questions. And, and what we're going to do today, starting today, and for the next four weeks, is we are going to answer, uh, try to answer anyway, some of the biggest questions that people ask about eternity. And honestly, these are some of the biggest questions that you have asked. For the past month or so, uh, on social media and on our website, we've gathered a lot of questions about the afterlife, about heaven, about hell, about death. So these are some of the biggest questions that you 
want to know. Now, let me just say this before we really dive in here, okay? Let me say this because there's a lot of people here, see a lot of new faces, and uh, maybe you came because you heard that your kid could get soaked out back or something like that. And um, I don't know what got you here, but maybe you're sitting here and you're thinking, listen, bro, I did just come because of water day, or I came because somebody was inviting me and they annoy the snot out of me, and I hear this will get them off my back, so I just came so they leave me alone. I never think about eternity. I never think about heaven or hell. Listen, I have a hard enough time making sure this life works out. I can't stop to think about the next one, all right? So I never think about eternity. And hey, listen, man, if that's you, then honestly, I'm so glad you're here today. Maybe you're here and and you don't believe in God. Maybe you don't think there's a heaven or hell or you just don't think about these things at all. Listen, I want you to know, pastor, all right, I'm the pastor, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here, but listen, can I, can I just say something? I think, I am of the opinion, all right? Now, you might be there, and you don't think about eternity much, but I am of the opinion, I think people should think about eternity more, all right? Now, you're hearing me say that, and you're thinking, well, duh, you get paid to say that, you're a preacher, all right? Well, hang on, listen, I, not because I'm a preacher or whatever, but I think that people should think about eternity more for several reasons, but at least the bottom shelf no-brainer reason is because you're going to be dead longer than you're going to be alive. That's just true. Doesn't matter how old you are, eternity, what's next, is longer than what you and I are experiencing right now. And I just want to say to you, some of you, you have not left those other questions to chance, have you? I mean, there's some young people in here. You've got your life planned out to a T. Here's where I want to be. So here's the GPA I got to get. Here's the school I got to go to. Here's the opportunities I've got to pursue. You have not left those questions to chance. If you didn't do that with those questions, why would you do it when it comes to eternity? You you haven't left your retirement to chance. If you wouldn't do that with retirement, why would you do that with eternity? So I just think that you should think about it more. And if you're one of those people, and there's a lot of people, you don't think about it, maybe all of a sudden you're drawn in. Wow, I should think about this more. This does need to be on my radar. Listen, first thing I would say to you, you need to come back every week of this series. All right? Not, we're not, it's not going to hurt you or anything like that. You might not be a church person. That's totally fine. But you should come back every week of this series. Next week, we're going to talk about what heaven's like. You know, what, what will we do in heaven? Will we know people in heaven? Then the third part, we're going to talk about hell. Is hell real? We're going to talk about hell in part three. It's going to be a really fun, uplifting morning. Right? Come, we're talking about hell. You should hear it. Um, and then the last time, last thing we're going to talk about is there really such a thing as a final judgment? I get this question all the time. I mean, am I really going to stand in front of God? What's that going to be like? And so we're going to answer all of those questions over the next couple of weeks. But today we're going to answer this question. What happens when we die? And maybe you hear that question and you think, nothing happens. When you die, you just get put into a box and then you just go into the ground and then that's it. Absolutely nothing happens after this life. Or maybe you're here and you think, oh, I know exactly what happens after this life. Ultimately, everybody goes to heaven. That's an idea called universalism. Universalism is basically the belief that all dogs go to heaven. All right? So everybody at the end of the day goes to heaven. Doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done. Everybody ends up at the same place, namely heaven. Maybe that's where you're at. Or maybe you're here and you believe in reincarnation. 
So reincarnation is just simply the idea that you're living right now a series of lives. So this life, uh, the life you're living right now, you're living it uh, mainly based on how you lived your previous life. And so reincarnation is basically just this idea that you need to try to be as good as you possibly can so that when you come back in the next life, you can come back as something pretty good. Because if you're bad in this life, you might come back as dog doo-doo. Amen? Nobody amends that? We'll move on. All right. But maybe you believe that. Maybe you believe in reincarnation. Or, hey, here's where you're at. Maybe you just don't know. Maybe you say, Mark, can we know? I mean, Mark, can we really know what's coming after we die? And I want to say yes. I want to say that, yes, we can know what happens after we die. And I'm just going to put my cards on the table, okay? I'm just going to put my cards on the table and say that I can say confidently we can know what happens after we die because Jesus tells us what happens after we die. And the reason I put a lot of stock into what Jesus said it's because Jesus is kind of, authority, kind of an authority on what happens after you die because Jesus died and he came back from it. In fact, the Bible says that Jesus defeated death. So Jesus is an authority on what happens to you and I after we die. In fact, he told a story so that he, uh, he told us a story one time to paint a picture of what happens when we die. So if you've got a Bible, I want you to go open it up on your phone, turn it on, uh, open it up on your phone. Turn it on if you got one. Open it up if you actually brought a Bible, a copy of it, to Luke chapter 16. All right, Luke 16, and we're going to read verses 19 through 31. Hey, if you don't have a Bible, by the way, I say this every once in a while. There's three Bibles in the back of the room. Just grab one on your way out. You don't have to ask for one or anything, okay? But Luke 16, verses 19 through 31, is where we're going to read this morning. And it says this. It says, there was a rich man who was clothed in purple, and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried, and in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner received bad things. But now, watch these words, these these describing words. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. Besides all this, between us and you, the great chasm has been fixed in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able and none may cross from there to us. And he said, then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them lest they also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. See, the first thing that happens when we die is our soul immediately leaves this body. Our soul instantly, immediately, in that second, our soul leaves our body. 
See, what we just read, this is a parable from Jesus. And if you're new to the Bible, new to that word, the word parable is simply a story that Jesus tells. It's a made-up story, but it's meant to teach a spiritual truth. And so Jesus wants this original audience, the people he's talking to, and he wants you and I, thousands of years later, right here at the forum, to know what happens when we die. And to help us understand what happens when we die, Jesus tells a story. And Jesus tells a story about two men, one a poor man named Lazarus, the other one a rich man, and both die. Both die, and listen to verse 22. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side as soon as he died. See, Abraham's side or Abraham's bosom, bosom, depending on what kind of translation you have, that's just figurative language for heaven. As soon as he died, he went to heaven. Let's move on to the next man. The next man, same verse, verse 22. The rich man also died and was buried, 23, and in Hades. So immediately these men die, and instantly their souls leave their body and go to, we'll talk about in just a second. But as soon as we die, instantly our soul leaves our bodies. See, you and I, we have a body. Okay? We have a body. Like you can punch your neighbor right now and they will punch you back. So don't do it. But we have bodies. We, we feel, we think, you know, and, and we taste. That's what, we have physical bodies. But there is a part of you that you can't see. That, listen, you can, get in the, you can go to the gym, you can work out, you can eat right, you can stand in the mirror and try to fix the damage. Some of you, it takes longer than others. But you can look in the mirror and miss the most important part because there's a part of you that you can't see. And listen to me, it's called your soul. And Jesus wants us to know that our souls are the most important part of who we are. It's the truest part of who we are because our souls will live forever. Now, you come back next week, we're going to talk about our bodies and what happens with those. It's going to be amazing. Some of you, it's going to be something new. You've never heard it before, even though you've grown up in church. But our souls are the truest part of who we are. And see, what can happen is maybe you're sitting in your seat and you're thinking, man, I'm so busy with practice and with life and paying the bills and work and making sure that these relationships are okay. I'm just so busy with right now, I can never think about my soul. And I want to submit to us, you're always thinking about your soul. From the moment that you wake up to the time you go to bed, you are thinking about your soul. See, our souls were created by God to have a relationship with God. We were created to know God, but sin has separated us from God. And what that's done to my soul and to your soul, apart from God, it's left our soul hungry. It's left our soul hungry for something to give us purpose, to give us meaning, to give us something that we can wake up and get out of bed for every single day. So if I don't have a relationship with Jesus, then I'm going to find worth for my soul in money, my job, my kids, how many followers I have on Twitter, did I make that team, how popular I am. I'm going to base my soul on sexual experiences until my soul finds its home in Jesus Christ. There's just this insatiable hunger in my soul for something. And the thing that it's hungry for is God. Because you were made for him. I was, I was made for him. So I just want to ask you a question this morning. How is your soul today? See, I bet you know how your bank account is, don't you? 
I I bet you know where you parked this morning, right? I bet you know whether you locked the doors of your car. I bet you know what your kids are doing right now. I bet you know what you're doing for lunch right now. How's your soul doing today? How's your soul doing? Because the moment that you die, your soul leaves your body. If the Bible wants us to understand anything, if you don't understand anything else, we talk about in the next four weeks, get this right here. If the Bible pushes one thing to the front when it talks about what happens after death, the Bible wants us to understand more than anything else that death isn't the end. If you don't get anything else about what the Bible says about the afterlife, you need to understand that Jesus, God, who wrote this Bible, wants you to know that when you die, it ain't over. When when you die, life doesn't stop. Because when you die, your soul leaves your body. And the second thing that Jesus wants us to see that happens when we die is not only does our soul leave our body, but it instantly goes to one of two places. So our soul, when it leaves our body, it instantly goes to one of two places. So so Lazarus, the poor man who died, as soon as he died, he went to heaven. And the rich man who died, as soon as he died, listen to me, he goes to hell. See, are heaven and hell real? Yes. Mark, we got this question a couple times. Mark, is heaven, is heaven a made-up place meant just to comfort us when we lose loved ones? No. It's a real place. It's a real place. People are really going there today. If you know people who have passed on and they're believers in Jesus Christ, they are there right now. We'll talk about what they're doing next week. But heaven is a real place. It's a place of comfort. It's a place of joy. I mean, did you notice in this story that Jesus says, verse 27, it talks about Lazarus and the, Lazarus, the poor man. It says, he is comforted in heaven. So heaven is a place of security. It's a place of comfort. It's a place of joy. We are in the presence of God in heaven. But hell is the exact opposite. Is hell real? Yes. Hell was not a place created just to make you and I behave. It's real. Heaven is real. Hell's real. Where are they? I don't know. You can't Google map it. But they are real places. And listen to how Jesus describes hell in the story that we just read. In verse 22, in verse 23 rather, he uses the word torment to describe hell. In verse 24, he uses the phrase anguish in this flame to describe hell. He uses the word anguish again in verse 25. So heaven is the greatest of places and hell is the worst of places. And when we die, our soul instantly goes to one of those two places. And so what that means for right now and what Jesus would want to press in on us this morning as we see, Mark, what happens when we die? Two things happen when we die. Your soul leaves your body when you die, and instantly it goes to one of two places. Mark, is there any time in between from when I die and when I go to heaven? No. Mark, does my soul go to sleep and stay in the ground until Jesus comes back, and then all of a sudden Jesus coming back is like the alarm on my iPhone that wakes me up every morning, and that wakes my soul up. Does my soul sleep until Jesus comes? No. As soon as you die, there is no time in between. It is instantly heaven or instantly hell. So what that means is, and here's the last thing, and then we're dismissed for the day. What this means is that this life matters now. If when you and I die, if death isn't the end, 
And when we die, our soul leaves our body and goes to one of two places, then what that means is that this life matters. See, what determined whether or not these men went to where they did, what made, listen to me, what made Lazarus, the poor man, go to heaven wasn't the fact that he was poor and the rich man didn't go to hell because he was rich. It doesn't happen that way. Lazarus didn't go to heaven because he was a good person. Heaven is not for good people. Lazarus didn't go to heaven because he went to church. Heaven is not for church people. Lazarus went to heaven because at a time in Lazarus' life, there was a point when he saw he didn't have anything but what he needed, more than money, more than to be healed, more than a house, more than anything. Lazarus needed Jesus Christ. And so at one point in his life, Lazarus said, God, would you forgive me for my sin? Would you come into my life? Would you save me? And instantly Lazarus was saved. And instantly in that moment, Lazarus began a relationship with Jesus. And his eternal life was secured. So Lazarus didn't go to heaven because he knew the right people. He played the right games. He jumped through the right hoops. Lazarus went to heaven because he asked Jesus to save him. And Jesus kept that promise that he would. See, this life matters now. This, this life matters now because watch what this man says in hell. In verse, uh, in verse 26, God says back to the man, back to the rich man in hell, he says, besides this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed. In order that, watch this, watch this, let's slow down. In order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able to and none may cross from there to us. You know what that means? What that means is where you go for eternity is where you stay for eternity. You don't go to purgatory after you die and get some stuff cleaned off that you couldn't get cleaned off in this life and then later you go to heaven. No, where you go for eternity is where you stay for eternity. And this rich man rejects Jesus in his life and then he spends eternity separated from Jesus and what he wants more than anything is to get out. And God says, hey, listen, it doesn't work that way. You don't make the decision for what you're going to do in eternity in eternity. You don't make that decision after you die. You make that decision while you're living this life right now. And when God tells him, says, it doesn't work that way, you can't switch locations, listen to what he says here. He says, well, then I beg you, verse 27, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I've got five brothers. Anybody got brothers in here? Sisters? Do you have people in your life that you love? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Then I don't care if you got brothers or sisters. Somebody you love, raise your hand. Every hand goes up. This guy says, I, there are people that I love and they need what Lazarus has. Watch this. So that he may warn them lest they come to this place. If I can't leave, then do something so my brothers don't have to come here. This is hell. See, this life matters. And you can't make the decision for what you're going to do in eternity in eternity. You make it while you're living this life. You make it while you're breathing this air. Let me just be honest with you for a second. I, I think about death. I think about death a lot. I do. I think about dying all the time, almost every day. I, I didn't grow up. If, if, if you've been to Summit, you go to Summit, you've heard a little bit of this story, but I see a lot of new faces. Um, I, didn't grow, I didn't grow up in church at all. 
I didn't grow up in church. I didn't believe in God in high school, typical teenage stuff. But when I was 18 years old, one of my best friends in life, one of my best friends in life who was a Christian got killed in a car accident. And the day she got killed, I gave my life to Christ. I didn't believe in God. I didn't go to church. But I remember the day that she died, and she was a Christian, and she shared the gospel with me. And and I remember when she died. I'd never had this thought in 18 years on planet Earth. But for the first time, I had a thought. If I died, I'd go to hell. And I knew more than anything else in that moment that was true. So the day that Jesus gave me a new life, he took the life of one of my friends. Three years later, after I got saved, one of my best friends that I met after I became a Christian, I started going to church. Guy was 16 years old, specimen of health, all-star on the baseball team, worked out, man, he was just solid muscle, was getting out of a truck one day at practice after he just got done eating lunch, had a brain aneurysm and died instantly. Two years after that, One of my best friends, his mom was driving to Prestonsburg, killed in a car accident. And since that time, I've had friends OD. I've had people that were close to me that had life left. Do you know what I'm saying? They had life left. They had kids. They had stuff they wanted to do, and they died. And then God called me to be a pastor. And can I tell you that nobody ever calls a pastor. I've never had anybody, I've never had anybody call me and say, Mark, I just wanted to call and let you know how awesome I feel today. I feel great. Click. Right? That never happens for preachers. I never get the text message that says, Mark, I woke up and I feel amazing. I hope you do too. No, I get phone calls like this almost every day. Mark, I just went to the doctor. My kids just went to the doctor. My my uncle just went to the doctor. My grandma just went to the doctor. And they were told this. And we don't know how much time they've got. And then I go to funerals all the time. And sometimes you go to funerals. And I can't think of any other way to say it, so I just say it the way that's in my head. Sometimes you go to funerals of people that you think they shouldn't have died yet. You know what I'm saying? And can I tell you what happens at 100% of those funerals? 24 hours later, 24 to 48 hours later, the people who were at the funeral home and they were weeping and they couldn't stand up, they were devastated. 24 to 48 hours later, by and large, the majority of those people go back to life the way it's always been lived. You just lost someone that you love. I mean, just cut down, man. They died. And now all of a sudden, we're back to how much money you got in the bank. Do they like my picture of my lunch on Facebook yet? Hope I make this team so I can be really popular. And listen, I'm not saying those things aren't important. They matter. They're important. But can I just say, listen, some of you have your life planned out for five years, for 10 years, for 15 years. What are you going to do 100 years from now? What are you going to do 1,000 years from now? Because you're going to be somewhere in 1,000 years, Summit. Because when you die, it's not the end. 
Because when you die, your soul leaves your body and it goes to one or two places. I don't care what you're doing in five years. I hope you get that promotion. I hope you climb the corporate ladder. I hope you're the CEO and I read your leadership books. I want to know what are you doing a hundred years from now. Say, I don't know. You have got to know. I love how simple this verse is if it comes up on the screen. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. 1 John 5, 13 says this. I've written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. God wants you to know what's next. Listen, if you're a Christian today, if you're a Christian, if you have a relationship with Jesus, if you are saved today, if your eternity is secure Would you just stop for a second, maybe right now, and just thank God that he saved your soul? I mean, when's the last time you just did that? God, I just thank you that I'm saved. Just thank you that I I know you. God, I'm not asking for anything. God, I just thank you that you saved me because you didn't have to. But see, God wants you to know that you've got eternal life. And I I think it's really great that he says, I've written this to you who believe in Jesus but I want you to know if you're saved or not because you can believe Jesus is real and go to hell. You can go to church every Sunday and go to hell. Did you know that? You can believe there's a God and go to hell. See, God wants you to know whether or not you've got eternal life, church. And I I know this is heavy. And if you're like a regular at Summit, say, wow, this is heavy. If you're new, wow, this guy's ticked off. I'm not ticked off. I love you. I love you. And if Jesus put a story in the Bible of a guy that went to hell and he cried out with everything, Jesus, would you do something so nobody has to go here? I just want to tell you this morning with 60 seconds left in this sermon, don't go there. You got college planned. You got retirement planned. You got 20 years planned. What happens to you when you die? Because we've talked about what happens when we die. I want to know what happens when you die. And if you know what happens, and if you're saved, and you've got a relationship with Jesus, man, thank him, to, thank him today. Praise God that you're saved. Praise God that you've been, been given mercy. But listen, if you're here today, and you are not a Christian, Jesus Christ brought you to this church so that just like Lazarus, you can cry out to him and say, God, I'm not perfect, but would you save me? And he promises to do it. He guarantees he'll do it. Jesus died on a cross for everything you've ever done, will do, everything you've ever thought, will think, every word you've ever said, will say. He died on a cross and three days later he came back from the dead so that he would guarantee that for every man, woman, boy, and girl who cries out on the name of Jesus, they will be saved. You can have eternal life today. And all you've got to do is say, Jesus, come into my life. And save me. So that you can leave knowing, you know what? When I die, I will spend eternity with him. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. And before we play any music, and before before I say anything else, I want you to pause for a second and ask yourself, What will happen to you when you die? 
If you know the answer is, man, Jesus has saved me and I'm going to heaven. Hey, right now, praise God. Right, I mean, seriously, do that. Right now, thank him. Thank, say, Jesus, thank you that I know. Thank you that I know. Thank you that I got that confidence. But if you're in that seat and you don't know, if you don't know, God wants you to know, friend. Jesus wants you to know. And the Bible says that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. So I'm just praying right now, this is a moment of clarity, that God would reveal in our hearts a lot of things, maybe. But I'm praying that God would show some people, hey, you know what? You need to get eternity nailed down. Today's the day when that decision needs to be made. Jesus, Jesus, we just pray. I just pray right now. Just pray right now. In your strong name. This has been heavy. This is a lot of heavy stuff. And it's just the first day of the series. I just pray, God, that if there is anybody here that is outside of Christ, they're lost. Jesus, would you save them? Jesus, I'm praying that people will be saved. Jesus, I pray that nobody in this room experiences eternity away from you. I, pr- I ask that. I ask that there isn't a family member that's here represented for kids, for teenagers. I pray that nobody goes there. God, this matters. And would you just would you just bring it home for us right now that this matters, that life matters, that death is real, and we're all gonna die, we're all gonna face that. God, help us to know. With every head bowed, with every eye closed. If you're here today and you are a Christian and you haven't done it yet, would you just thank God for your salvation? Just thank God for it. Just thank God right now for your salvation, that He will never let you go, that He loves you. And listen, yeah, you did that last... But in Christ, there is forgiveness, there's grace and mercy. Would you just thank Him for salvation? That He should have walked out and He didn't, man. That He refuses to give up. Just thank God for saving your soul today. But if you are here and you are not a Christian, right now you can be saved. Right now, in this moment, you can give your life to Jesus Christ for the very first time. And I believe there are people, there might be some, it might be one person, and you need to make that decision today. Don't let anything stop you if you need to make that decision. Don't let anything get in the way. If you need to be saved today, if you want Jesus Christ to save you, if you want to know that you have eternal life, what I'm about to do is not pray some magic words, but but I just want to verbalize what I think God might be doing in your heart right now because it's hard to put words to it sometimes. So if you want Jesus to save you today and you don't know what to say, I just invite you to pray this prayer with me right there where you're at. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, I want to be saved. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to have eternal life. So save me right now. Forgive me for all of my sins. I am done trying to do this without you. So here's my life. Help me to live for you from this day forward. 
No one is looking around. Nobody is. Did you just ask Jesus to save you? Did you just pray that prayer? I want you to know this is a safe place today. These are not perfect people. These are safe people, forgiven people. I'm under construction. God's at work in my life. I don't have it all together. But you're in a safe place today. If today you prayed that Jesus would save you, I'm going to count to three. And as soon as I say three, would you just raise your hand high in the air and hold it there for a second just so that I can celebrate with you and pray for you. But I'm going to count to three. And if you, today, you want to be saved for the very first time, just raise your hand and say, I want to be saved today. I prayed that prayer today. One, two, three. Raise your hand right now if you want Jesus Christ to save you. Just put your hand in the air if that's you. If that's you here today, just put your hand in the air. And if you are praying that prayer, you prayed that, you want Jesus to save you, I want you to look at me right now. Just look at me. Just look at me. Hey, listen, you just made the biggest decision of your life. You just made the biggest decision of your life. Don't leave today until you let somebody know what you did. So on the back of your connection card, there's a box that says, I gave my life to Christ. Would you check that box today? Check that box. And on your way out, there's going to be volunteers all over this auditorium. Drop that card in that office. Drop that card in that basket. And listen, we just want to help you with the decision that you just made. Maybe you're here and God did something else in your life today. Maybe you're a Christian and you know you just kind of got off the rails and off track in your relationship with Jesus. But God's been speaking into your heart the past 20 minutes. And he said, hey, it's time to get serious about me. It's time to reconnect with me. And so maybe today that's what God did in your life. Would you let us know that on the back of your card? Maybe you want to be baptized. Take the next step in your faith, whatever it is that God's done in your life today, if we can pray for you about anything right now, would you just grab your connection card and put that down on the back of your card because I believe that God's got a next step for you today. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that that eternal life is something that you want us to know that we have. Eternal life isn't something that you want us to hope that we have. You don't want us to go through life and we've got all of this life figured out, but we miss the next one. Because the next one's longer than this one. Death isn't the end. So God, I pray that as we leave today, we would be more eternally minded. God, people would be on our hearts that we need to be praying for. We might need to share the gospel with this week and bring here with us next Sunday as we talk about heaven. God, I pray that as you've worked in people's lives today, God, that what we've done here wouldn't just end at the door, but it would follow us all week long as you change our lives. Jesus, thank you for salvation. Eternal salvation. In your name we pray. Amen. Hey, listen, if there is anybody here and God has saved your soul and you just want to praise him for it, would you thank God for it right now? Thank God for it right now. That I am saved and God has saved me. And we just give that God that round of praise. And listen, listen, next week we are really diving in. Man, I cannot wait to talk to you about what we're going to talk about next week. And I promise you it's going to be new for a lot of people as we talk about heaven and what it's like. Listen, BBX is tonight at 530. We hope you guys can make it. And I would love to connect with first, second time guests out there at the welcome table. Guys, let's all stand. And you guys are dismissed. Thanks, guys.